Later that evening, Bernard, Adam and I sat at a white-clothed table in a very good hotel in Chambéry. The subject of conversation was, of course, the lack of success of my first assignment. Well, I have some great images anyway, Adam said, pulling out his iPad and laying it on the table between us. He ran his fingers lightly across the small screen, and an image flashed up of a snowy vineyard shrouded in light mist. The light was perfect. He handed me the iPad, and I flicked through the images, one after another, all breathtakingly, superbly brilliant. They look great. I just hope we can get back to the chateau and actually talk to Pierre Roussevin. I just don't understand what went wrong. We all looked at each other for a moment in silence, and I passed the iPad to Bernard. He took it and began to look through the photos. It seemed we were already a close-knit team. Bernard had slipped easily from the silent, uniformed chauffeur into the role of the quiet, older mentor. Adam had quickly developed an easy relationship with him, teasing Bernard into shy smiles and even the occasional laugh. Me? I do believe I was still having fun. Except now there was this niggling worry about my cold, strange dismissal from Chateau Viermont. So is this another file? Bernard asked Adam, passing back the iPad. Adam looked down at the screen and ran his fingers across it again. Oh, yeah, you've clicked on the outtakes. As you can tell, there were a lot. Not all so great. I'll delete them later. He laughed as he flicked through the photos. I leaned across and caught a glimpse of the chateau façade. Can I see that one? I'd like a photo of the chateau if I ever get to write it up. Adam moved his chair beside me, and we looked together at the bleak stone building rising up out of the snow. It's like a black and white shot. The landscape is drained of all colour, Adam said, peering closely and then enlarging a section. We both gasped as the screen showed a first-floor window in close-up. Framed in the window was the face of a woman peering down the face of a woman crying, grief etched into every line of her face. Bernard came round the table and looked over our shoulders. Once again, I felt the guilt of intruding on some personal grief and looked away from the screen. We moved apart and sat silently in our seats, each trying to think of some possible explanation. Then the sommelier came to the table and broke our uncomfortable silence.